All right. It's Wednesday. We're back in the stude. You know what time it is. That's right. The doors are open. The wind is flowing through the clubhouse. It's time for Club Cool. And we are right here, same place we're always at, the intersection of style and pop culture. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. And with me today is Phil, a.k.a. I got Phil on it. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how's it going, Phil? You know, today is... Uh, I just like to start with small talk on this podcast about the weather, uh-huh. just like you're talking to a you know a friend or an acquaintance or a weatherman or a weatherman. It is it's that it's that type of Austin weather this week, like multiple days in a row now. That's it's, it's like the weather that people move here for. Yeah, yeah. Minus the wind, I could do without the the heavy wind. Well, dust. okay. It is it is a little windy, and then also it's the it's like the ideal like clothing. Uh-huh. For each hour of the day changes basically. Like you could change four times today. For, and, four, and you'd love that. And have four different outfits. Yeah. <laughs> if you just, it, yeah, you know, if you had like a closet, just a mini closet in your car, uh-huh. you could just walk out there and, and do that four times. Right. Because the morning, like the dog walking hour, the first dog walk, uh-huh. I, like you can be in sweats and like Easily. long sleeve and a full hoodie if you want Absolutely. to. Absolutely. You know, you got that wind blowing through. Yeah. Sun's not out yet. Mm-hmm. Cl- overcast, cloudy. And then, you know, Middle of the day, right now, like I'm getting a little hot in this long sleeve t shirt that, yes. that I got. So you can now get off your so third fit. I could get off my third fit now. Wow. Yeah. Because hoodie in the morning uh-huh. with sweats. Uh-huh. Now I'm in jeans and a long sleeve tee. Then I could, I mean, I could go short, I could go full shorts and t shirt right now, I feel like. <laughs> and then this evening you could go back to another. And then, yeah. And then this evening yeah. back to, you know, a light jacket or something. You Incredible. really, it's a four fit type of day. Wow. So that's huge. That's, that's, that's what it is. Um, yeah, uh, today's podcast, we're going to bounce around a little bit. We've got various things to talk about. I I will give you a heads up. I, I didn't know what we were going to come in here and, and talk about today. I, there, there didn't seem to be like much on my radar. And then within the last 12 hours, like four or five different things have popped up. And I was, it's like, oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good. And so I kind of put the, our, our rundown together today in a little bit of a scattered manner. So if you hear any weird like pauses or breaks or or we just are kind of like you know being weird I guess that that's probably why because we're you know you're basically going to hear us thinking through all of these things in real time. We're not I w- I'd say we're we're probably not super super prepped today, but we also don't have a producer in here. That's right. We're that's flying right. by the we seat are, of our pants. It, this is basically like like we've been the pilot has just passed out, uh-huh. and we're flying the plane right That's now. That's right. We're on a 787 <laughs> Max. Oh, yeah, 737 Max. <laughs> 737 Max. It just took a first Oh, God, dive. no. No, don't tell we me that. We pulled up. We pulled it up. We fi- Okay. We're going to make it. But hopefully it, the you know the gauges don't freak out again. Yeah. The software is updating as we speak. <sighs> Thank God. If you had, Would you have gotten on a flight on a 737 Max if you had been booked on one these last few weeks? I tell you what. I'm usually like the least scared ever, mm-hmm. you know, of flying. Like I don't, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Yeah, but that that is some some scary stuff. But that being said, I would have gotten on one if it meant getting home. Yeah, if I was going somewhere, to somewhere that could wait. Okay, <laughs> but if it meant coming home and I've been gone for a while, yeah, yeah, uh, and that was the only option. Yes, if there were other options, I would definitely take them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's you know I, I I mostly like trust the FCC on that or the or the FAA. Yeah, yeah FAA. FAA. That's what, that's yeah. the one. FCC is listening to this podcast. That's right. right that's right. And the FCC won't let me be. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, the FAA. Y- you know, it, they seem like a trustworthy bunch, but <laughs> but it was weird when the entire world had shut down this plane, and. The U.S. was like, nah, we're good. Well, yeah, and Boeing is still saying we're good. Right. Boeing is standing by their message of it's a safe plane, okay. not to worry. Well, we shall see. Yeah, we shall. Not sure. I'd, well, maybe you want to buy that Boeing dip, actually. You got to buy the dip. For sure. That's a, that's a good investment. Yeah. Buy the dip. We'll see. You don't get that on every podcast. You don't get financial <laughs> tips right out of the gates. Well, you definitely don't get financial tips combined with... Notes on style and pop culture. Absolutely not. Yeah. So that's, you know. Incredible. Um, hey, shouts to uh, shouts to anybody that came up to me this past Friday at the uh, the Washed Media Party that I attended at Eisenhower's. Um, 
had a bunch of CCP fans there. That's huge. Yeah, the, the clubbers were out were out there too. Really? Yeah, they were mostly there. It was mostly backers, but <laughs> they were mostly there to, to see Dave and Will and Dylan. But uh, but you know, I I, I popped up. I, I came through. Yeah, and I, I got some love too. Fantastic. And yeah, and they they were wondering where you were. I said that you had. Uh, I could not be bothered. Yeah, you had flown to New York to uh-huh. wait in line for the new Supreme Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> I could not be bothered. Yeah, but uh, but it was good. And if 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 I if I got a chance to talk to you about about the club or about oysters, clams, and cockles, it was a lot of fun, and I appreciate that. Um, speaking of speaking of biz. Uh, it, it's it's become pretty clear if you've listened to Ross Bowen podcast or paid attention to social media that Grand X is undergoing another pivot, and uh, I'm not positive. You guys have asked what that means for Club Cool. The truth is, I don't really know yet. Um, one way or another, I would like to keep this content train running. I'm hoping that that is with a weekly podcast. Um, there are a few just, you know, details that are going to have to be worked out. And obviously some of the people that have been a a part of this run here for the last six months, like Phil and Micah will, will likely move on to other full-time gigs and, and, uh, and, and how much time they can contribute to our little world here is, uh, you know, will be something that we have to figure out and, and could definitely be in jeopardy, but we're, we're going to figure something out for club cool. Um, and in the meantime, we got a good podcast for you today and we should have another one for you next week. And then April, you know, we'll just have to see, but please stay tuned. You can follow me at Barrett Dudley on the social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow this podcast at club cool pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Phil at P Batag on Instagram. And, uh, and, and we've got some editorial stuff now on the website, clubcoolpod.com. I've now posted two. Last week we did our our ideal festival fits, mm-hmm. and you went with like your night out South by Southwest style fit, mm-hmm. and I went with like my daytime Coachella outdoor park grounds ideal fit. I now I, there are both of those. Like I went in detail, fully elaborated on what we picked, why, mm-hmm. and I linked to all the stuff that we that we Perfect. selected as it's well. It's a very sharp side, by the way. So good, it, good work. Well, thanks Squarespace for that one because. Uh, that's a template, and your boys just plugging and playing. Get out of Squarespace. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, but check that out because I will be posting more and more there. Um, you know, if you have ideas for editorial content that you do want to see, just get at me in the DMs. Let me know. Uh, I do want to do like I, I do want to put out a lot more. Uh, I, one one listener said even he was like, I like to listen in my car. And you guys talk about a lot of like specific items or brands, and then by the time I'm home uh-huh. and it's in the uh-huh. evening, I can't remember what you know what it was called or what yeah. the brand was or yeah. what. So this is going to be this, and you know I try to do some of that on Twitter, but I'd like but I'd like it to be a bit of a blog as well, basically. for sure. Yeah. So this this makes more sense, and and I'm going to dedicate more time to, to to coming through with with some stuff like that so that you guys can uh more visuals too. yeah that exactly helps. can can see what we're talking about all right let's jump in to the first part first topic today we're going to talk about some game of thrones collaborations my worlds are really colliding here <laughs> as you know or as you might know i also co-host a game of thrones podcast called oysters clams and cockles so this is, you know, this is truly the intersection of my worlds here. Uh, there are two that we're going to talk about today. Game of Thrones clearly just, you know, cashing in, cashing those checks. The first one is, is probably the one that you may not have heard about. It is a John Varvatos and Game of Thrones collaboration. Trash. It is, as I have here in my notes, yeah. it is, in a word, unwearable. I mean... <laughs> If you want to look like you purchased this from the set, yes, like you went in and like auction item purchased some of the costumes from the Game of Thrones set, then this is for you. Yeah. Otherwise, steer clear. All right. So you're fam- you're Phil. You're you're really familiar with John Barbados. It's like a brand yes, you've paid attention to. for sure. So I you, did not know about this. So stuff, you, I know, but you know that they already lean like heavy into like. That like really rock star ish yes. look. A lot of leather. A lot of leather, a lot of tight pants, mm-hmm. a lot of boots, a lot of chrome and silver jewelry, I feel yeah. like. A lot of ornate like button work. And mm-hmm. I mean it 
Oh, have you ever walked into like a store? Yes. One of their stores? Like, Great experience, just, yeah, by the way. It's just like mahogany leather everywhere and mm-hmm. like vintage guitars on the walls. Mm-hmm. And like already a lot of Varvedo's stuff, you know, is like is like borderline like only a rock star can wear this. Yes. You know, in, the, in their campaigns, it's always yeah. like Metallica and Gary ZZ Clark. Top and Gary Clark yeah. and, you know, just a bunch of famous rock star dudes. And... And that that's what this is making me picture, but like on an even grander stage. Because yeah. this stuff looks like it's it it's almost like you said, it's costumey. Very much so. You know, we got this leather jacket, the Winterfell jacket, which they're asking nearly three thousand dollars for. And it's got like eighteen buttons up the front of it, and then like this weird collar. And like, yeah, if you're if if, if you're just rich as hell and you got like you want to do some Jamie Lannister costuming, okay, great. But but otherwise, like you know, I could see Gary Clark, Gary Clark Jr. He could pull pops on the stage yeah. for his SNL performance, and he's wearing one of these jackets. Uh-huh. I don't think twice. Right. I'm like, okay, right, yeah. Gary Clark. Yeah, that's right, baby. Do that thing. <laughs> but just one random dude walking down South Congress wearing that thing, <laughs> that's, no. I'm like, oh, well, I wonder where he's off to to cosplay. Yes, exactly. It's even got, it appears to have, like, some sort of tapering in the waist yeah, yeah. to where it has that flare, like the, the Ned <laughs> yeah. Stark. Yeah, that's so player. you can keep your your sword uh-huh. up under there. You know, it's, it's, you got to have room for your hilt. Yeah, that is your, incredible. Uh, yeah, but in in you know even like the vintage tees that are listed below, which run they start at ninety eight bucks. Well, so that's yeah. I don't know, man. I, I mean, those are they're okay, but there's nothing to me that I'm like, ooh, gotta have it. Well, the and the weird thing about that is that th- okay, this capsule is not very big, by the way. Yeah. It's only like eleven pieces, yeah. and so you've got four or five of these really like, just kind of out there like leathery pieces that kind of have an armor thing going on, and it have looks like a very old world. Like the hoodie, I'm looking at this. Uh, the three eyed raven hoodie is so cheap looking, in my opinion. I feel like that could be on. Like an affliction site or something. Yes, and you then, could brand that with. Well, yeah, and then you. So you got these. You know, you have this. Then you got the undergarments, like the 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 uh, the heritage Henley, which is all like burned out and washed out. So you might wear that under the jacket, and then you've got this <laughs> the traveler bag, which I mean looks like you're carrying some some rabbits that you just hunted in dragon glass, dragon or dragon glass. Yeah, some obsidian daggers in there, and then. Like, you're not going to wear these T-shirts with any of this stuff. <laughs> and then the T-shirts are just graphic tees, and they're 100 bucks. And so, like, you know, I don't have I don't have an issue with a $100 graphic tee, but there are already a bunch of Game of Thrones graphic tees out there that are, right. like, 25 or 30 bucks. Uh-huh. And, like, I don't need a fancy one. No. Why do I need a fancy House Stark tee? Like, a, this is not, like, my, like... There's nothing unique about it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think this overall kind of misses the mark yeah we're gonna pass on this collection okay so yeah hyper heat it's uh it's it's hype <laughs> for sure <laughs> um hey speaking of rock stars just a quick segue before we get into the other more well-known collaboration D- did you know that woodstock 50 was Dude, happening i got targeted on instagram two nights ago and they I... just announced this they already got a lineup out yeah it's incredible it's happening this year incredible how are they getting a, how what I'm just like they must have some Firefest people on the board, (laughs) pulling some strings, dude. This I'm sure that some Firefest stuff almost happened. Uh huh. But and here's another thing that I just learned today. This festival is 150 miles west of the original site grounds. Okay. At the exact same weekend, there is another festival going on at the original Woodstock grounds. What? Yeah, it's just not called Woodstock. This has disaster written all over it. Anyway. The lineup just was just released. I had no idea this was even happening. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of an incredible lineup. Like they really pulled out all the stops to like to get every single genre represented here, you know. Incredible. It's it's very much like a like an ACL lineup, but then on top of it, you're getting acts like Halsey and Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Which you and you typically don't get like the pop stars at a lot of these festivals. That's very true. So it's, and I mean, you got like, they've got the heritage bands, a bunch that actually uh-huh. performed at the original Woodstock. Like, uh, I mean, Dead and Company, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Plant's there. I don't know if they were at Woodstock or not. Well, yeah, yes. He was at the original Woodstock, but he's not performing with uh-huh. 
Saturday. That would be something. Yeah. Day three. But they do have uh, Greta Van Fleet. Uh huh. Who, who knocks off? Who gets unfairly the sound? Who gets unfairly criticized for sounding like Led Zeppelin? Uh, I think that they deserve <laughs> the criticism. Day three has Imagine Dragons, so hold on to oh. your pants. Yeah. Okay. I, I I will say this. I think the lineup is cool. I'm sure the festival will, will be fun. Parts of it feel a little bit like an iHeartRadio festival. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's very little. Uh, like mainstream country in here, which iHeartRadio is full of. Well, they got that's true. They did. They got Sturgill Simpson though, which he's uh, he is the antithesis to Nashville sound. <laughs> okay, and I love him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Imagine Dragons, I could I could do without. But like, you know, I think Miley Cyrus is a good representation of pop music at a festival like this. She's got she's got the voice. She's yeah. got the the, the antics. She'd uh-huh. be a fun show. I'm a big Halsey fan. Yeah, I like I think Halsey. She's good. Yeah. For sure, John Fogerty. That would be a great show. I saw him at ACL, one of the greatest shows ever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like listening to, if you were to put on headphones, it's the same sound. Wow, he sounds so good live. So yeah, just out of nowhere though, man, this festival came. So interested to see how it all goes down. Yeah. Now this. Now this. We did the. We did festival gear last week. Uh-huh. This is gonna be some hippy dippy shit at this one. Yeah, because you're probably people are camping. gonna go. Yeah, people are gonna go full sixties uh-huh. here. I think. Yeah. So, well, we're going to talk about some some '60s born trends in just uh-huh. a second here. Uh, we do have one more Game of Thrones collaboration to mention, but first, let's take a break and hear from our sponsor. I want to tell you about Harry's. Harry's is making unbelievable quality razors. Harry's gives me the closest shave I have ever had. Everything is super comfortable. I look forward to growing out my scruff just so that I can shave it with Harry's razors. The founders of Harry's were tired of paying up for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned and had dumb gimmicks like, you know, handles that look like spaceships and vibrating heads and flex balls and all that hoozy what's its. You don't need that, man. They fixed it by just combining a simple, clean design with quality, durable bit blades at a fair price. They even bought an entire blade factory in Germany that's been making these things for over 95 years. They have over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. I'm giving it a five-star review as well. Guess what? You can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get the weighted ergonomic handle. You get a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. You even get rich lathering shave gel, plus a travel blade cover cover that helps that blade stay nice and dry and prolongs the life of your razor. You can redeem this $13 value trial set by going to harrys.com slash cool. Go to harrys.com slash cool. Get the best shave of your life, man. What are you doing? Come on. Don't wait. All right, Phil, we're back. We got one more Game of Thrones collaboration to talk about. It's the Adidas Ultra Boost. Now, I'm sure you know about this one. Yes, I do. Okay. And I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Can you imagine yourself trying to grab a pair of these? I cannot. No. No. But you like looking at them. I love looking at them. (laughs) Uh, I have some favorites out of the bunch. Let me hear your favorites. All right, so my favorite is the Night's Watch, um, which has these, I, I really dig what it looks like. Like these real thick nubby uh, pieces of rubber uh, on the bottom sole that come out um, out the side, and they, yeah, they are they they're big, and so the, and then it has the leather cage, which I think is kind of unique. Um, this is the one with the white toe box, right? And it has the white toe box. So it, this is like I believe very similar to their All Terrain Ultra Boost. Which, oh, really? Yeah, they did an All Terrain Ultra Boost, and they still have them. That that has that a clear coating on the toe box. You're right. I'm looking at the newest photos of these, and this is not your standard Ultra Boost. No. It is different. They have an all-terrain version the that one, has... The, so they're doing two, uh-huh. I think two versions of this, and that would be the... That's, uh, let's see, what is that? That's like Night's Watch mm-hmm. and maybe the House Stark ones too, I think. The gray okay. and black ones, the House Stark ones. Yeah. Yeah, so these are more aggressive, a little bit more rugged. Yeah. Okay. What that is that so that's one of my favorites too. Uh-huh. That is probably the one that I would try to buy. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's, it's wearable. Now you're actually even selling me more, knowing that these are not just your standard. They're not ultra boosts. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I almost bought a pair of all terrain ultra boost uh, at one point in time, and ended up passing. But uh, yeah, I, you know, so th- this 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 collection it drops, uh, I believe, on Friday. Yeah, the twenty second, I think, is the, what I'm seeing here. Yeah, the twenty second. That's right. So, yep, that's yep. Friday, baby. Um, I've talked to a lot of people about these, including Ross on on uh, on our other podcast, and you know, there's there feels like plenty of hype around them, but then nobody's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely copping. No, and there's so many in the collection that uh, you will be able to get your hands on at least one. So I'm 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 wondering a bunch of things. Will you be able to get them? Mm-hmm. Or did they just make super limited mm-hmm. quantities of these? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to, you know, kind of give some hype back to some ultra boosts? Mm-hmm. But I don't. But I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that they can. Yeah, they've been producing quite a few recently. Well, and the just recently they released like the two, the ultra boost 2019, uh-huh. which I thought looked really cool. Yeah, but it's not like it like sent shockwaves through the sneakerverse. No. You know, it didn't. It, you'll be able to grab. I think you can grab a pair on sale right now at like Noter Shop. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. So, I feel like the Ultra Boost hype has kind of quietly died. I'm happy to hear it because I'm a fan, and there are some that I wish I would have pulled the trigger on back in the day, and mm-hmm. I passed on. Um, one of my top shoes that I would still buy today. At an inflated price, but not too inflated, is the Ultra Boost 1.0 Solar Yellow. Okay. So it's like it's neon green. Yeah. Slash yellowy tint. Yeah. I think I know the ones you're, you're yeah. talking about. And they're the 1.0s. They've got the big, you know, thicker holes in the upper. Okay. In the toe box. Yeah. I love those. Um, and I, I personally, I think that they're just ultra comfortable. And um, I have several pairs. I love them. For whatever reason, this is this is probably the biggest like hot item in sneakers that I that I I just never found a way to. I ne- I I still don't have a pair of Ultra Boosts. Wow, the closest I got was those ones from Y three. Yeah, the ZG Knit oh, Pure Boost, so sick. which were very very cool, and I wore several times, but ended up deciding I had a half size too small. And I sold them, mm-hmm. but you know, I the, I think those were different. the The sole was they were different than the Ultra Boost sole because yeah. they had to have been because I didn't think that they were that comfortable. Really, but now the half size small could have that could have been had a, something to do. could have been a factor there as well. I don't know. I'm just what what are you are you paying it like? Is anything dropping from Adidas at all that like is really grabbing you at all? No, you know, these days, no, no. It's it honestly, it's not. I'm I'm over the Yeezys. Um, although I still pay attention to them, and I think that the ones that are about to come out that are, I think, like the static gray, I like those. Okay. I'm not going to buy them, but I, I dig them. In which, in which silhouette? The new 350 V2, I guess, the we're V3 okay. now. Was, uh, yeah, static static already, is it, okay, is it, is it, static was like white and silvery, but had that kind of clearish panel on the side did that already drop that already came out i think there are two coming out this week the there, clay there's is a nice. clay and then there's like a grayish one and they have that same look with yeah. that strip i like i like the one that is i don't know if it's the clay or not but it has the like pale pink loop on the back uh-huh. heel i think that's a really cool color and you mm. could pull it off with a lot of fits but um no not from adidas i mean to be honest i would wh- are we going to get into the new balance drop later on the one with uh bodega we can let's talk let's talk about it now that has got my attention yeah that's something i would love to buy that is that is a really really cool looking new balance it's unique yeah the the colors lend themselves to just about any outfit that you're going to pair it with yep um and you don't look like you're wearing running sneakers everywhere you go with like if you want to wear jeans or something and that's something i struggle with yes um so that's my biggest downfall with ultra boost is i've kind of I've called it back um, unless it's just a really toned down casual outfit, which mm-hmm. is what I wear anyway. Right. But I just get kind of 
leery about wearing them with pants these days. No, I, I totally, yeah. That was always a, a drawback for me as yeah. well. Because I, th- I don't really feel comfortable putting a Ultra Boost with anything other than like a jogger or shorts. Yeah, or, yeah. You got to see you know, the ankle. If you yeah. can't see the ankle, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do it. Exactly. Yeah, you can't have any fabric pulling on the, no. yeah. No. But yeah, these Bodega New Balance 997S look very awesome. God, I think so they're going to cool. be a very hard to get impossible piece yeah. because they got they're, they're they're claiming all sectors with this drop. They got the hype boys, uh-huh. and they got the regular dudes that like newbies too. Yeah, everybody wants these. And then they got they're they're tapping into the um, what? How do you say it? I I may the AMA. The AMA, yeah, that crowd, definitely. Who's doing their own? Who collaboration. also has their own collaboration? I haven't seen a picture of that one though. It's all right. It's not near as good as these. Are, there are pictures out. Yeah, of it? there are. There huh. are. This one is better because, in my opinion, it's got kind of like an off-white outer sole, kind of cream-colored. Yeah, yeah. And then it dips more generously around the ankle. Okay. It's all a right. different. It's a different shoe. It's not the. They're not doing the same shoe. Um. And just doing different takes on it. Man, I you know, I, like, knew, okay, AMA posted this one picture of this old guy with the French Bulldog. Yeah. And he's wearing them, I think. Yeah. But there's not, like, a clear shot of them. I saw an unboxing. That's what it was. Go to sneaker, sneaker News. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll They're fi- okay. Yeah, I'll find them. I'll, I'll post a picture up on the Instagram, because I, I did post a picture of these... Um, of these Bodega New Balances. Bodega is a cool store, by the way. That's a nice little store to pay attention to, and and uh, they put out their own branded merch, basically, but their own like little line that has some pretty cool T-shirts and, and hoodies and stuff like that, too. So give Bodega a look. Um, all right. Coming up next, we are going to talk about probably the biggest trend this that going this spring and summer. And... Um, yeah, but before that, let's take another break and hear from a sponsor. You know, Phil, the weather out there, it's changing. And it's going from being pretty cold to we're getting some of these warmer days. And along with the weather changing, that means that you might need to change your fragrance up a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. That is why Scentbird is so awesome. Because Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service meaning that you get to mix up your cologne or per- your perfume routine every single month. You get a new bottle of something every month. And this is not just like one of those little tiny samplers either. You get 120 sprays in each one of the bottles that they send you. And I mean, like, I, I love Scentbird because mixing up the fragrance is a lot of fun. Like, people notice how you smell, and it is always just one of the best compliments that you can get when somebody says, hey, what what are you wearing? That smells amazing. And it's not easy to mix up your scent repertoire if you're going all in on big bottles of, of No, because cologne. I don't know if you've checked recently, but this stuff is wildly expensive, Very expensive. these days. Like a, a, you know, the decent sized bottle of something from Aqua de Parma or um, Histoire de Parfum, like these are like $150, $160, yeah. $175 a piece. Wow. Yeah, and so it's just it's not even reasonable to like to buy a couple of those a year even. I mean, who wants to put that much money into fragrance? With Scentbird right now, scentbird.com/cool, you can use my code cool and get 50% off your first month, which means you're going to get your first fragrance for just $7.50. $7.50. They have over 450 designer brands for you to choose from. I've actually switched up myself recently. I've gone to this Aqua de Parma Colonia Pura. Oh, Colonia nice. Pura. And uh, yeah, I'm probably not saying that exactly right or with a perfect Italian accent, but I smell very, very good and very Italian. Like I'm sitting on the Amalfi Coast drinking, really a, uh, drinking a Negroni, Negroni and Positano. Uh-huh. I hope I got all those things right and that they matched up. <laughs> but that you can smell like that too, okay? Scentbird.com slash cool. Use my code COOL, get 50% off your first month. That's just $7.50 for a really, really nice-sized you know, fra- fragrance bottle. Lot to choose from. Check it out. It's really cool. All right, Phil. We are back, and 
you know, we've hit on a lot of spring trends. We've touched on on the trends in general that are happening going into 2019. We definitely hit on a bunch of them last last week when we talked about some of our picks for our festival style. But since last Wednesday, it has become abundantly clear to me that tie-dye is official, officially trending with a capital T. Oh, wow. Like, like really, really trending hard. Mm-hmm. As in, very close to becoming ubiquitous and possibly not even fun anymore. <laughs> now... I, but before you, d- before you, you know, say to yourself, "Oh, Barrett said that tie dye isn't even cool anymore." That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that this we are reaching peak tie dye at uh-huh. this very moment in time. Yeah. Once you start seeing like shelves full of it at Urban Outfitters, right? That's when you know. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And 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 we're 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 just about there. You can get your fair share of tie dye at uh-huh. Urban Outfitters. I guarantee it. Yeah. But here's what's weird, or or, or just not weird, but. I felt like I had kind of identified this trend about two years ago. So I, this is when I like specifically remember picking up my first, you know, like piece of tie dye. And it was, it was a spring summer 17. So that two years ago from right now. And I got an Alexander Wang t-shirt that was like this dark green olive tie dye with like an orange graphic on it. And St. Laurent was doing like the dip dye ombre flannels and had some tie dye t-shirts. And it, like it, it was definitely like a, uh, one of the, a couple of the surf brands like Mollusk were doing some stuff like that too. Uh, some of the Shibori tie dyes from Japanese brands like Blue Blue Japan or, uh, or even like Capital who we've talked about before. Like it was definitely, it was starting to kind of happen basically. But I guess, you know, with some hindsight, that like the trend was just kind of I'll use the word it was like bubbling then you know it was it was popping up with with some designers that kind of were like putting it out there to see and sometimes a trend bubbles like that and then just dissipates it just goes it goes away so it was like a blip on the radar kind of like oh it was hot for a couple seasons like some designers did it you know it was fun and then kind of you know and then they move on to the next thing and sometimes like with tie-dye that happens, and then everybody else starts picking it up, and it just like enters the mainstream with full force. Yeah, and that is what is happening right now with tie dye. Since last Wednesday, I, here's the stuff that I've noticed. Like this is this is already with dozens and dozens of tie dye items already out there existing. Just since last Wednesday, I've seen Todd Snyder drop his new Champion line, which has full tie dye fits, mm-hmm. like. Tie-dye tees, tie-dye hoodies, tie-dye shorts, tie-dye sweats. Uh, Ovadia and Sons just released a limited edition tie-dye t-shirt with one of their Stanley Mouse uh, kind of like deadhead-inspired graphics. They also have socks and on it. Right. They, they had already the put out thing. a bunch of tie-dye stuff, yeah. but they put out another t-shirt limited edition. Mm-hmm. And I went to, I was somehow, I like popped over to the Ralph Lauren website and they have like a whole feature for women's wear about like bright hues and tie-dye looks and it's it it looked it actually looks really great like i i was kind of shocked and they did a like they've got specifically a tie-dye hoodie and a tie-dye cable knit crew sweater for women really that look really really cool and so i clicked through and somewhat to my surprise both of these items had already started selling out. Uh, then I was messing around on Vogue.com, looking at like some of their trend pieces, and and they had a they had an article that was basically like, "Here's why tie dye should be your spring 2019 uniform." Fuck. And like the banner photo was this like some fashion woman, some fashionista who I recognize but can't put a name to. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'll, I'm not sure who she is. I'll figure it out and maybe I'll post it up on the Instagram. But she's wearing that Ralph Lauren tie dye hoodie. Damn. So we're late, man. We're 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 out. We're, no, we're just here. We're just here. <laughs> we are here. It's it's peak tie dye. That's what I'm we're saying. We're here. Um. So yeah, that that's really like that's the big note here is that go get yourself some tie dye because by 2020 it might be dead. But make sure it's the right tie dye. That's the problem I have is. I've had some in the past, and I'm so picky about it that I've returned all of it. 
Okay. Remember I had that – I don't know if I showed you the advisory board crystals, that long sleeve that I bought. I don't think you – I know – I remember when you bought it. I don't think you showed it It just it didn't me. work out. It was too – like the 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 one the, the tie-dyes that are not like mass-produced right. look the best, but they can also get, in my opinion, like a little dark. Okay. And so this one was very dark. So it got like – like one sleeve was like almost solid. It wasn't tie-dye at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is, and you you are playing the game, like, because with the stuff that's a little bit pricier, because yeah. it is all basically hand-dyed and each piece is a unique tie-dye, you kind of don't know, like, which piece of the tie-dye you're going to get. No. And so it could it, it could be perfect, and you could love the color arrangement uh-huh. and, like, this, how the spray works, or you could be like, hey, why is there this weird green patch on my nipple? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, it's, it's different. If you are ordering something online from a place with good shipping and good returns i would actually order two of the same uh, two of your size uh-huh That's just so you point. can just so you can compare tie-dyes yeah if it is something that where like each one is a little bit unique but that's also one of the reasons why tie-dye is fun because each piece is yeah you know if they're doing it right it is a little bit different and and you know and i prefer um and i think it looks better on people is the the light version of tie-dye not the like looks like you picked it up at a gift store on the beach somewhere like spiral sure sure something that looks I, like it's washed out i usually that i usually like that too with this moment of tie-dye i've seen some stuff that's using like yeah. the brighter colored spiral stuff uh-huh. to great effect but i agree with you i you uh-huh. that stuff is dangerous and has to like look has to be well done mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. um so Speaking of this of the of this Ralph Lauren uh you know feature on these bright hues and on these tie dyes, I was on site, so I started clicking around over to their 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 men's stuff. And just a couple of months ago they they had they did their Ralph Lauren fifty show, which I I believe was fall I am gonna I'm gonna make a mistake here, so I'm 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 just gonna leave it. Okay. It was the Ralph Lauren fiftieth anniversary fashion show. It happened sometime in the last few months mm-hmm. um and it was really really good i thought it was an awesome show and i'm poking around on ralph lauren's website at their spring drop for for men and i'm like really kind of taken by some of the stuff that they're doing it's uh a lot of it looks very very good and and here's what, here are a couple of things that i was thinking mm-hmm. about with Pol- polo ralph lauren one what this is all going to lead to is I think that Polo Ralph Lauren, who, which is a brand that has suffered a lot over the last decade financially, they've been in similar situations, kind of dire economical straits, very, uh, akin to like J. Crew, and that's mostly because such a massive, massive, massive portion of their bottom line and of their revenue was based on those massive wholesale orders to places like Dillard's and yeah, Macy's and Foley's right. and all the like old head department stores Mm -hmm. and as those stores have basically begun to die their bottom line has been badly injured by that Mm -hmm. uh and so i they they've i i believe that they have begun to pivot and i think that they're doing a really good job because while while those stores are dying and like that that you know that kind of -of run-of-the-mill just array of colors of standard polos that you're used to seeing in a department store is like kind of fading away. Big luxury commerce sites are picking them up. So I've now noticed Polo Ralph Lauren is being carried by Eastane, Essence, and Mr. Porter. And that has to be like, I take that as a, as a strong sign that they're like back on, back on the come up mm-hmm. in the menswear world. That's good to hear. Yeah. When I was just flipping through the the link for that last story, and they still, you know, they go hard on the branding across everything, man. Big patches on everything. Yeah. So, okay. That's so, what I have trouble with. Let's t- and let's talk about that. Do you, did you were you paying attention? I, I believe that this line ended about two years ago. But d- were you familiar with their line, uh, Denim and Supply? No. Okay. Um. So, Ralph Lauren has several different, basically, like, 
lines of their of their clothing. So we talk frequently about double RL, which stands for Ranch Raw Florin, and that is that's very like limited limited production, small batch type stuff, super high quality, very expensive, and always 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 has like a strong lean in towards that towards that classic like um heritage southwestern cowboys and indians mm-hmm. or native americans uh like vibe that ralph himself really really loves that's like his baby double mm-hmm. rl mm-hmm. Is, is what i've heard um and then there is ralph lauren purple label which is their super high-end tailoring type stuff tailoring and sportswear and then there's Polo Ralph Lauren, which is their main line, which has always held like a very like preppier stance. Yeah. That's more like East Coast, you know, New England type looks. And that's your plaids and your madras and your, you know, your popped collars once upon a time and, and all that. There's RLX, which like does like outdoors and golf, you know. So there, there have always been these these various kind of spinoffs of Ralph Lauren where they do different things. And Denim and Supply for several years was another diffusion line that was like very trend focused, but it a and had a lot of that double RL stuff, double RL like vibe going on to it, but was produced at a much, much more approachable price point. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was specifically aimed at at the youth, I would say. Uh, I ended up with some pretty cool things over the years from Denim and Supply. I didn't always love everything because they they would tend to go so heavy on like various patches or logos or branding or like or stuff like yeah. that. Well, what I've noticed since Denim and Supply, since they shut that down around two years ago, is that they have started to include all that Denim and Supply like that that feel into some of their seasonal drops with Polo Ralph Lauren, and so it's it's better. It looks better because it is a little bit more adult. It's less like yeah. It just it's just put together in a way that looks more Polo Ralph Lauren yeah. and looks less Euro. Yeah, like less ASOS, yeah. less less H and M. You know, yeah, that's what I, that's the feeling I get from all the like. Still in Europe now, they love a lot of logos, a lot yeah. of big, huge logos sewn on. So we're we're looking through this like lookbook here, and I'll you know, just to clarify. I still think that on most of these big logoed like kind of pieces that have a lot going on, I always kind of think that they went one step too far. <laughs> like I wish they had pulled back like, you know, 15% on what on uh-huh. on how much they did with a certain piece. And yeah, like some of them I was just flipping through like I was thinking, well maybe you can just take off all the the shit that's sewn on and it would look nice. Yeah. But but there is still some stuff that I where I think like the patchwork kind of mm-hmm. works yeah because double rl uses a lot of patches yeah. too yeah. they yeah. they and then like you know this also is is evoking you remember the another one of their spinoffs uh was called rugby oh God. rugby ralph lauren that's actually that just it, rugby tees all no day no night? it was all like sportswear rugby-ish focused it was wow. rugby ralph lauren and uh i'm unaware of that line well here's why here is why it became very very famous because it is because of rugby ralph lauren it's actually the first thing that virgil abloh ever like did to make a dent in the culture there was he he bought maybe straight offline maybe right off of their website when they were shutting down Uh rugby there was like a green and black plaid shirt that they had a bunch of stock in and they were on down down on sale to for like i don't know 20 or 30 bucks Mm -hmm. a shirt and he bought out the entire stock of these green and black flannels, printed, spray painted, or, or screen printed the uh, Pyrex big logo on the back of them. Uh huh. The big white letters. It was like the precursor to Off White was Pyrex, uh-huh. and uh, resold them for five hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> and that was the beginning of Virgil's Pyrex line, Fantastic. which was the precursor to Off White. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just. Uh, Basically, the point here is I think that Ralph Lauren is kind of like having a little bit of renaissance. I think that that the men's line could be something that starts to pop up more and more in this like fashiony world and isn't just relegated to like 
you know, the outlet malls and, and for your, for, you know, for all the KAs at Texas state and SIG EPS at mm-hmm. UT, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, it, I, the, what, what, what I started thinking about with them is that they could kind of be 2019 version of J crew. And I say that because like we, like we've talked about this past month, this past couple months, you know, in 2008, 2009, when J crew was like, Hey, we want to be kind of more fashionable. We want to do some different things. They, they never really got rid of like the basics that, that people loved. Yeah. There were always khaki pants and good t-shirts. Mm-hmm. They just were, they just allowed themselves to like do more as well. And that's kind of maybe what I am seeing happening. Like, now that that big business from all those old dying department stores is kind of like fading away, I think they're kind of using it as an opportunity to be like, okay, well, we're going to keep our core business of like polos and tees and shorts for golfing mm-hmm. and like preppy belts and like all that stuff. But we're going to use this opportunity to like kind of like build something up that's a little bit more unique and cooler. Yeah, the collabs and, have been great. Yeah, exactly. And that, exa- yep, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, hey, speaking of the tie-dye, did you happen to see on GQ.com like this big, this uh, this guy who has this incredible de- uh, uh, deadhead t-shirt collection? I'm looking through it right now. It's, it's unreal. He he is, let's see, what he was like, he was part of the, he wasn't part of the band, He's but- the sound engineer. He, yeah, the sound engineer. Yeah. And so he has, I, I mean, like this collection of t-shirts is worth thousands and thousands of dollars. For sure. Um. I thought it was interesting when I was putting together your style look, you know, for your uh-huh. picks that you had uh-huh. made last week. And I put them on the website. I was like looking around at, at, at how you could go about getting real vintage yeah. deadhead uh-huh. stuff. And there's a, there's a website called Wyco.com, W-Y-C-O.com. Mm-hmm. I've been there. And they have a lot and they, they are, are like, they are like $200 so plus. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I understand the the markup mm-hmm. on that kind of stuff because it is hard to get your hands yeah, on it's yeah so uh i get that and totally then, and at the same time i get pissed off because then i can't have it well I, here's the thing i mean as soon as it became, and they didn't create it yeah you know that's yeah that's true but as soon as all these brands as soon as you can just buy like you know a fake grateful dead t-shirt yeah. from junk food or whatever the brand is or or <laughs> You know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it makes the OG mm-hmm. that much more desirable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and and that makes sense. This is why, by the way, if I go to a show that I really like and I like the merch, yeah, I buy a tee, and I'm basically just I'm stashing, baby. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm wearing the tees, yeah, but I'm never getting rid of these because I want to have like this awesome collection of of cool vintage band tees in 10, 15, 20 years. You could whenever. be this guy. I could They'll, be. The GQ will be right. They're going to be featuring me. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. What's your prized possession right now of the T collection? Of the T collection, Man. if you can think of like a great design that you were like, "Ooh, I like that." That's a that's okay. going to be big. I know which one it is. Th- that's a really good question. It's, it's probably the, what were you going to say? Kanye, the Kanye T, still to this day goes for hundreds of dollars online. Yeah, the Yeezus one. Yeah, yeah, that is a pretty. That's a good one. There's, I've got another one that's an Eagles T. Ooh, yeah. that's also really really good, and then. There's a, I've got a there's an awesome one from uh from um oh god why is the name slipping my mind this is embarrassing um get it together they they, they did the song uh breeze blocks uh, alt j alt j oh yeah. really yeah they had really dope tea from from okay. one of their tours yeah. all right I'll, I'll have to inventory it and and I'll yeah yeah I'll I'll come back with with uh with my list um. All right, we got one more segment to do here, but let's take another break. Phil, everybody has the right to rest. The key to getting your best rest, it's the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. There's the all-foam Lisa mattress, which is new and improved. It now features the cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief. That's great for side sleepers. Or... Get the Sapira Hybrid Mattress. That's what I've got. It's the perfect combination of foam and spring technology for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Lisa also has an awesome mission. They want to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, they set out to create a company with heart, and that's why they donate one mattress for every 10 that they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. 
To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 different nonprofits. So that is uh, pretty good. Very impressive. Pre- pretty, pretty impressive. I always love supporting companies that you know have an ethical approach to things and, and want to give back and, and put some good out there. So go to lisa.com slash cool and get 15% off of your entire order. Promo code is cool and you go to lisa.com slash cool. Man, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, you need a good mattress. What are you even doing? You need a Lisa. You need a Sapira. Even if you just want to upgrade your pillows and your blankets, man. Mm-hmm. 15% off your entire order. That's lisa.com slash cool. Use promo code cool. All right, Phil. We back. And, uh, and I want to talk about a movie that's coming up this summer because I think it is going to have some really big style inspiration type stuff going on. I even posted one of the grabs like that, that it's been making the rounds on the internet of Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is obviously, this is Quentin Tarantino's upcoming ninth feature film. It's called Once Upon a Time in America. Have you been seeing some of the screen grabs and movie posters yes. and, and all this stuff? Yes. What are your thoughts? Uh, looks cool. I'd, I'd like to see a trailer. Is that There's a teaser trailer out now. Okay. It's just a teaser, but, it, but it's good. Um, well, I mean, if you've got Brad Pitt and... Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, and don't forget Margot Robbie looking yeah. uh, just dynamite. There's no way this is bad. There's no way. Yeah, I I think the movie is going to be great, and um, I'm really looking forward to to the style, especially. There is so the 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 plot here is Leonardo DiCaprio is playing this guy who's kind of like an aging Western movie star, mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt is his longtime stunt double. And Brad Pitt's so so Brad Pitt's style in this is like it's basically Western meets Californian. So so this one like just big fit that he's got that looks awesome. He's wearing like this vintage champion tee, tucked in to like boot cut jeans. He's wearing a Western belt. On top of all that, he's got an unbuttoned yellow Hawaiian shirt, and then he's wearing like some like kind of like almost moccasin style. Uh, you know, flat Western boots. They're 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 interesting. Looking. It's a look, man. But it's a look. It is a look. And this, I, like, I'm pretty happy about this because I don't think I even have to think about a Halloween costume anymore. I think, <laughs> like, I think this Damn. is it. This is 100. percent Yeah, for sure. And I've already been growing. Wow, out, you I've, can start early. I've already been growing out the hair. Yeah. Too. So yeah. I'm gonna have the length. Uh huh. I'll just may, hey, who knows? We talked about the blonde the blonde dye thing. Maybe yeah. I'll just do it again. Go for the full go full Brad Pitt here. It's worth it. For Halloween, it, it, you know that—that's what people are saying. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's a good look. I, I, I dig it, and you know who that instantly reminds me of is lead singer of Midland, Austin, ah, um, resident currently, Mark, whatever his last name is. <laughs> all I all I know him is is as Markaroo because that's what his, that's Instagram his Instagram handle. Yeah, Markaroo. That's what his name is. He looks. This is his style to a T. So. You know, and by the way, I'm super jealous that he can pull it off. Let me, Markaroo or or no Brad Pitt? No Markaroo. Yeah, Markaroo. Mark- we got to get this guy's <laughs> last name. <laughs> somebody actually, when we were doing style icons, uh, somebody sent in that one of theirs was was him. He's got a great style, and I have to admit, what, what I what I what I said back was, like, here here's why I'm envious. It's not so much that that he can pull it off. It's that he, I mean, I'm jealous of that too, because I think you have to be tall to do that, like, well, we'll let's, we'll get there in a second. Yeah. He is so committed to a singular look. And that is always, you know, you talk about like how once you're back in, in corporate America, like you're going to go like full uniform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's, it, you know, I, at, at various times I, I do kind of wish that I had like one style that I really, really loved that this just what I wore. It was me. Like maybe I'm buying from like one or two brands. I've always thought about that. Like, what if you were just like, what if you're just like, hey, I buy Rick Owens and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously that's an expensive and avant-garde one, uh, be but nice. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And instead, I'm just like, oh my god, I love everything. I have to buy every brand ever. And it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it can get overwhelming, and and not everything I own really goes together all that well. I gotta like choose which lane I'm gonna go down. And so Mark Aru basically committing to <laughs> that 
just like full on seventies Western look. Yeah, is very. It's cool that he does that, and yes, he absolutely pulls it off like mm-hmm. nobody's goddamn business. Yeah, with the mustache and the mullet, and he's got the height to wear those, like the jeans he always wears. Man, they are like they're bootcut Wranglers or Lees or whatever, or bell bottoms, or and they're damn near bell bottoms. Yeah, yeah, and they do that. They 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 go wide at the bottom and they cut right above like the yeah. the, the, the you know the vamp of the boot, uh-huh. and it's like. Man, for some trousers like that to fit me, they would have to, and look right. They would have to be custom made. Oh God, I would look like such an idiot to get to get that to get the right proportion uh-huh. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then like tight, tucked in t shirts, basically. And he can wear. I guarantee you, he can go into a vintage store and get anything off the rack, and it fits perfectly. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great for him. Good for Mark. Him. Yeah. Good Mark for him. Weistrock. I don't know how to say his last name. That's probably it. Yeah, that's it. Strop. But here's what's kind of troubling is if you looking up look him up online, it, it has him listed as an actor, not a musician. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I have not investigated enough to the, to know the full story here. But apparently, he has bounced around doing a lot of different things. He's okay. been in many bands. Uh-huh. He's done modeling and acting, and this latest thing with with his band Midland. Has just like has like, it's finally something has finally taken off yeah. basically for him. I attribute that a lot to they sound good too. By the way, yeah. I think they're talented, yeah. but a lot of that has to do with they look ideal, ideal for that look. I mean, for that band, for the music, for the throwback look that they've pulled off is perfect. Everything works easily, easily marketed, and can appeal to a wide audience for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with their success. So good yeah. for them. Uh, just to that point, he's he's 39 years old. I think he looks pretty good for 39. But yeah. he, so he's, I mean, you know, he's almost 40. He's been at this for 20 years, right? Or, or whatever. For sure, he's done a lot. Um, by the way, I just I just to touch back on on one other thing. Um, I just pulled up my like Google search for Ralph Lauren in the news section, and here is an article from two days ago with the headline: "Ralph Lauren brand turnaround is gaining traction." J.P. Morgan says. Ah, uh, so if anybody knows about fashion it's jp morgan so well but they know about stock don't they they do so here's a quote importantly management sees foundational investments including a 25 percent cut in department store points of distribution u.s off-price sales down 30 percent denim and supply exit skew reduction and meaningful pullback and promotions largely in the rear in the rearview mirror with multiple drivers to support low single digit revenue growth going forward. So they basically yeah, kind of like what I said. Yeah, you're right. They got rid of all the stuff that was uh-huh. kind of like weighing them down. And so even though that was a big revenue portion for a long long time, they've like cut all of that stuff that was just like killing margin and mm-hmm. killing like you know. It's just, you know, you just can't run promos every single day. Oh god, no. So anyway. Well, good. I'm glad to hear they're back on the come up. Yeah, look look at that and uh hey man. Although I would love to find some double RL on sale, like just going out of business sale. <laughs> that's that's the line that they burn all the excess shit though, I bet. Maybe. They they also don't make that much, I yeah. don't think. You you can it, with double RL, it's never like it it does eventually go on sale on their website, but it's like never included when they do run the like, hey, thirty percent off of your purchase of 150 bucks or more. Right. It's net they don't it never gets included in that. You know where the best place to actually get at least somewhat of a discount on yes. it is at Stag. And also the the outlet in San Marcos or any other town. Have, have you found double R L there? No, but when I was working there I found tons of purple label. Okay. And jumped all over it. Yeah. Indeed. No, you're right. Stag does have some good sales. Yeah. I mean, it's not like decent sales. It's not a huge markdown, yeah, because they they they're just not going to mark. They're probably not allowed to mark it down any further than they do, for sure. But and I, um, I would love if anybody out there has seen a documentary or knows of a documentary that covers the whole phenomenon around burning the excess merchandise for these high end brands. I oh, there's going to be one eventually. I'm sure. I'm so intrigued. Hey, speaking of documentaries, you watched the Elizabeth Theron? Don't the, no, the not Elizabeth that I, it's a, a spoiler, but we're watching it uh, tomorrow night. Okay, we watched we watched it last night. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that. Okay. The the lowering of the voice I found to oh be my just God. incredible. It is, it is it's wild. <laughs> wild. I wish they I wish they talked more about that. I could watch something like that forever. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um Yeah. Okay. All right. 
That's it for Club Cool today, man. Um, Peeba Tag on Instagram. Follow me, at Barrett Dudley, Instagram and Twitter. Follow the pod, at Club Cool Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Go check out the site for some editorial stuff. That's clubcoolpod.com, or if you prefer, barrettdudley.com. My hats, the orange tie-dye, Club Cool hats. Today is the last day to pre-order. Get them in before midnight central tonight. That is when orders close. Okay, Man, those are hot. Hot in the streets. Hot. Support the pod. Okay. All right. Um, we will see you next Wednesday, I think. In the meantime, just stay tuned.